Hey, welcome to Coaching You Podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir. Hey, I, I love some of the people that we're getting as guests, but there's someone that we, you know, that you're going to hear today that's one of, first of all, one of my best friends, one of the people I respect the most in this game, one of the absolute best teachers of the game of basketball in the world. Now, that's a heck of a statement saying the world, but this is appropriate because Ettore Messina, the associate head coach of the San Antonio Spurs is an international coach. He coached the Italian Olympic team, national team last year. He's been uh, many four to five times the EuroLeague coach a year. He's a EuroLeague champion four times. He's worked with the Lakers, Spurs. He is one of the best and brightest people I know in our game. He loves our game. He communicates our game. But the insights and observations he has about basketball are second to none. We talk every week, and the things that he talks to me about basketball are things I don't see. Another great blessing of Ettore is he gets to work with, right now, probably the foremost coach that we have in the NBA, Greg Popovich, who will be our Olympic and national team coach uh, from now, he is already uh, through the Olympics in 2020. So I think you're really going to enjoy uh, the things that Edere is going to give. And again, for those of you that are going to come to Coaching You in Las Vegas, you're going to get to hear Edere Messina on the court in Las Vegas. Reminder, in Orlando, July 5 and July 6 uh, at Lake Highland Prep, Incredible cast of speakers you're really going to enjoy. And then the 10th and 11th of July at Impact Basketball in Las Vegas might be the best lineup we've ever had. So I think, you know, the nine summers that we've done it, this July is going to be, has the most opportunity for you to get an incredible, vast amount of learning about coaching and what it takes to win on the floor. Great demonstrations. Uh, love the topics that we're going to discuss. Sit back and enjoy Ettore Messina. Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind of basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of Coaching You for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to Dr. Dish basketball.com or follow them on Twitter at Dr. Dish B Ball. Visiting today with a, a dear friend and one of the best coaches in the world that I certainly know, Ettore Messina, associate head coach of the San Antonio Spurs. My friend, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much. You're too nice. 
Well, I don't deserve you, that. No, you know, you and I talked the other day after you know we you finished uh, the series uh, with that incredible Golden State team, and and I and I think I relate to you. Uh, what Chuck Daly once told me after we lost to the Bulls, and he said, and I said, I, I feel we won a whole ton of games like you did, and and I felt like I had done nothing that year, so j- just a total failure. And he said, Brendan, relax. Basket pro basketball is a suffering business, you know, <laughs> and 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 you know what? It was I thought appropriate. So you had a fabulous season, sixty-one wins, uh, so many great things, but that. Uh, the basketball gods, unfortunately, with the injuries to Tony and to yeah. Kawhi, you know, things yeah. like that, just amazing. Yeah, we were we were not lucky down the stretch. But as you said, I think it was quite surprising that we managed to win more than 60 games in a year like this without team missing his leadership, his presence on the court, but more importantly, off the court. Yeah. Uh, seven, seven new players and... You know, we uh, it's not easy to step in in the system and you know and just get uh, used to it and, and perform. So they, they did. I think they did a great job. I, I, I know Pop said that in public. He was very pleased with that. And then down the down the road, I think we made already great great uh, uh, thing in uh, in beating Houston when uh, Tony went down in Game Two and then Kawhi. Uh, in Game Five, we won Game Six without both of them. And I think it was a great accomplishment. With, yeah, that would. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was such a shocker because I, I, you know, I thought they had a chance to really battle Golden State because of their style of play. You and I talked about it during the season. How, yeah. how yeah. it would be. It would have been interesting defend. to see them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this Golden State team has been impressive. Uh, to me, uh, I think most of the fans are very impressed of how they play offensively, the movement. The screening, the shoot, uh, the shooting, or whatever. But where they're extremely impressive is on the defensive end, where they they are long, athletic, quick. They switch everything. They create a wall between you and the rim, and it's very, very difficult to attack them. And uh, to use the normal strategy against them, whether it's a pick and roll, uh, they take it away with a switch, isolation. They help. They shift. They move quickly. They come from the weak side. They double team. Uh, so now screening. It's their territory. They, that, that's very used to, to switch screens, come off uh, pin downs or whatever. So it's very difficult to attack them. Very, very difficult. The thing I think that's really surprising uh, to the average fan about the NBA is the great teams that I've been around or observed, they really think about all the time defense. Mm-hmm. They think about yes. how are we going to score? Yes. Uh, not yes. not how are we going to score? How are, how how are they going to score? How are we going to stop them from scoring? Uh, yes. And I and immediately that was that was your you know your inclination uh, you know is uh, you know and and there's such a good team because you know hey Steve Kerr set it up Luke Walton steps in last year Mike Brown yes. steps in this year sure you know you've been around so many great teams both in the NBA and overseas, how hard is it to get that internal leadership, which is the key to any team, to succeed? And obviously well, Golden State uh, has I that. I think uh, we, you and I, we've talked a lot about that. I think sure. it goes down to two things. The first two things that come to my mind is, uh, of course, the coach needs to hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. But I think one of your uh, uh, former players with uh, 
with uh, Detroit used to say this, uh, you know, in good teams, coaches hold players accountable. In great teams, players hold players accountable, meaning that you need to have some leadership in your players, people who set the tone every day, people who hold you accountable if you uh, take shortcuts. And uh, I think organizations like the Spurs or all the team that you've been in, in the championship team you've been in, they had players that were, let's say, uh, strengthening the message of the head coach. That's very, very important. You know, uh, uh, you know, and that, and I think that quote is my friend Joe Dumars. But I think, that's exactly right. Yeah, and, exactly and I think right. yeah. uh, what what I, I found after you know when you when you get together with these legacy teams like the Spurs and. Uh, mm-hmm. and the Pistons and you get together with your guys like three, four years after, five years after a championship and then a couple of years ago, 25 years after our first championship and it was hysterical because, you know, Lambeer, Isaiah, they all thought they were coaching themselves. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. And, oh, and yeah. you know what? Oh, and no. that's the way Chuck and guys like Pop wanted that they empowered them to coach the team it was their team and they took accountability responsibility for it and that's i think that's incredible they they and and they actually think we were really not that important and chuck used to think that's great that is great you know and i and i think that's uh, golden state and, and i think everyone acknowledges how good steve is and how good luke and uh, and mike did but these guys they are running their own deal in responsibility and discipline yes. and yes. accountability, which is, the, that's the highest form of coaching that they've, yes. it's like getting your children to behave when you're not looking, you know, and, yeah. you know, and it's good. What, what about the change? Uh, you and I have had this conversation. It seems like in the NBA, we're going through a real change in style of play over the last, now, you know, what well, you, what's I your think, th- I think a lot has to see with the progressive, loss of importance of the poster game. I do not know if uh, that the, the main reason is because we don't have anymore a lot of good poster players, people who can play with the back to the basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's because of the analytics, uh, meaning that everybody mm-hmm. knows that now the most efficient shots are the rim shots and the three-point shots. Everything else in between <laughs> is not so efficient. Or if he is like Pop says and believes, because of the way the game is officiated and the I mean, players, defensive players get away with a lot of contact allowed on the block. And so it's, it's difficult to get a clean, open shot on the block because the physical pressure uh, that defenders are allowed to put on, on the guy with the ball is so uh, overwhelming. So it's a combination of the three things, uh, whatever it is. Uh, the, the league is shifting towards uh, pick and rolls, but now it used to be uh, the alternative used to be, correct me if I'm wrong, used to be uh, pick and rolls or isolations for the great players you have in this sure. league. Now, now there is a lot of, uh, you know, that we see in this Golden State team and even a Boston team, um, which is screening, cutting, splitting, a lot of action with the ball in the post uh, and people screening at each other, slipping the screens, reading in the right way, uh, the defensive switch, uh, uh, screening your own man so he cannot switch on the guy who's getting open. <laughs> I think that's the next, uh, that's the next step forward that we're going to take and what we will keep watching. Even the other night in the game that Boston won in uh, uh, 
with the size of shot by Bradley in uh, Cleveland. If you remember the action, that was a screening action for the shooter finished by the screen set by Orful, who screened his own man to prevent the defensive switch. How about I that? Think we're gonna, I, I think we're going to see that more and more and more. And in that terrific play that Brad had drawn up, it was, you know, everyone on TV, all those expert analysts that, you know, evaluate the way you and Pop coach, uh, they, they said, well, you know, if he comes off high, the top guy will switch. And if he goes low, then the bottom guy will switch. And then all well, of a sudden, here comes the guy on a curl off the top. JR goes with him. And but so did the bottom guy, and so when he comes back out, there's two guys on the cutter, one yes. guy coming off, and so uh, good action. And I and I think I think Brad uh, Stevens has done a really good job of you know bringing some new ideas and and getting sure. some you know and 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 I think what happens uh, again observation is uh, you know what do you do what do you do with pick and rolls when people switch what 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 do you guys what's your your thoughts on combating switching on pick and rolls that's that's interesting uh, well i think first of all everything depends on on your personnel for sure sure um i think that's very important to understand time and clock i think early in the clock if you have if you get a switch early in the clock you probably have time to explore uh any option on the block because if you throw the ball inside and the defense uh, double team your big to help the small who's on him, now you have time to kick the ball out mm-hmm. and take advantage of that. But if the clock is running down and you get into a switch, I think you need to leave the ball to the perimeter guy and give him space to operate. So now how do we space once the switch occurs? I think it's very crucial because you might uh, roll in, in, in the wrong spot and help the defense to collapse against the ball handler. So I think you need to work on that and be aware that if uh, we want to attack the big with the ball handler who has the ball in his hands, you need to, first of all, create the space for this guy. And consider that you might have just the time to finish or for just one pass out and you need to shoot the ball because clock is winning now. Yeah, on the pick and roll stuff, on the switches, which, you know, years ago, uh, you know, when you first came, I think, to the NBA, no one would ever have considered switching as a normal defense. Because Absolutely. Of, I mean, Absolutely. that would be, no, like, they would no, look no. at you if you said, hey, this is what I used to do in Europe, and they'd say, yeah, yeah this is in no. Europe. They'd say, no. yeah. and that would be something that would never done. Now, all of a sudden, if you hedge or, you know, show on a pick and roll or yeah. trap it, now you're saying, wide open shot for my screener and so it's just changed so much you know and the other big thing uh that you see every day with the most evolved team uh and this is funny because this is something that in europe we start seeing already 10 years ago Uh Uh, people runs a lot of the triple switch what i call the triple switch so you have a switch between a big and a small right and now and now when the big is rolling Right. The big who is defending the opponent's second big takes the roller, if he's close to him, and switch out his teammate on a perimeter guy. How about that? Does it, does, does it make sense what I'm oh, saying? Sure. And if you see, and that's what, and that's what for example, uh, the Warriors have mastered, uh, especially thank you to Draymond Green, but not only. So if they have 
if they have Steph Curry on a big who's rolling to the hoop, you you can bet that Draymond is coming from wherever he is, guarding the second big, and take the roller and switch uh, Steph out to a perimeter on onto a perimeter player. And when you involve maybe four players who are all six seven, six eight, like Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, the switch out is so easy. Basically, you don't give any mismatch to your opponent. You know, so that that's uh, um, Cleveland does the same thing uh, on, on constant basis. So it, it's interesting to watch those teams and see how the, uh, the defensive philosophy has evolved to take advantage of the switch as much as possible. Basically, you know better than me. What the switch gives you is that the moment you switch, that frees the offense, the ball movement. There is always those two, three seconds of hesitation because very few teams on the switch move immediately the ball. Most of the times, the ball handler stops for a second with the ball in his hands to, before he takes the decision whether he goes one one or whether he looks for somebody else, and that's what kills the offense. That that's, moment, yeah, of, that's a key point. Stagnant. Boy, that's an excellent point. That quickness right there of recognize it, and a lot of our players, you know, pro basketball players, they're not used to making those kind of quick decisions. They they're so in tune to holding the ball and making their own play versus switches because they they think mismatch and, and it's yeah. and it, and now you're really just stacking the defense against that quote-unquote yeah. mismatch yeah the new way of switching that involves three or sometimes even four players challenge your ball movement offensively yeah, that's good you know you can't solve you can't solve the problem the switch either with a one-on-one or hitting the roller right. that's not enough that's what the defense will take away from that you know and uh and so you need to be clever. You need to spend time in that. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. That's, that's, we, you'll t- I'll talk about that all summer. But uh, let me ask you this. Tell me what a staff meeting is like with you, Pop, Imi Yudoka, you know, uh, you guys sitting in there and talking about, you know, you're, you know getting ready for a game. Uh, either the day before or you know before she ran give me uh give me what it what it looks like in there about you know the 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 synergy well the interesting the interesting thing with coach pop is that uh maybe differently from uh, many other teams we do not have uh uh, us as assistants we do not have a special assignment like you're responsible for defense you're responsible for offense or whatever everybody uh, is requested to give his opinion on every kind of thing, whether it's the defense, the offense, the mm. personnel, and whatever. So this is, I think, uh, there is a lot of open forum. I think uh, uh, Pop is incredible in uh, stimulating the argument. You know, that's one of his biggest things. He, uh, as you, you know him better than me, and he doesn't like uh, uh, people telling him, yes, or you're right, or you're the way you want he really challenged you uh, to a discussion. And at the end, he's very clever with his experience and his talent to uh, squeeze out of the meeting those two, three points that he wants to transfer to the team. So his ability is to uh, use the, let's say, the ability to argue uh, <laughs> or, uh, into, into building a common opinion. And that, that's really an interesting process every time. And uh, it's a learning. It's a learning process. It's, a, it's an exciting process, and I'm I'm really uh, blessed to 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 be a small part of that. You know, in coming uh, when you came back uh, from Europe the last time, and you went with Pop, 
even though you'd known him for a long time. What, what are give me two or three things that you've taken away or learned from him that you didn't know before that to help you oh, to become a oh, better coach? Oh, I know oh, I'm eliminating oh, it to two oh, or three. I think I, we could write a book on that. I know. Uh, Maybe we his should. Communication skills are off the chart. Right. Um, and I mean, I think there is a lot of talent, but there is a lot of study on it. Uh, I would say the ability to, uh, let's say, uh, shorten the message. He knows whether it's a practice or a team meeting or whatever, he knows the three things he wants to ask the team to be done. And he goes <laughs> straight at that. So there is no waste of time. There is no uh, secondary goals achieved be- be- before the primary goals. Um, there is no exhausting of their attention. So that that's pretty special. Uh, the other impressive thing is how he prepares himself for the game, how he goes over all the different matchups and plays and action that he might run, uh, whether for a player or for the other. How how he plans to attack the opponent and how he plans to. So there is a lot of self preparation going into the game, which is something that in Europe I've never seen. Uh, of course, coaches prepare sure. at every level. But I'm every time every time we have a game, I'm very impressed of all of that. And you know, and then there are years of years of experience. And then final, how he really he really believes in what he says, and he doesn't take himself so seriously and his role so seriously. That for such an accomplished accomplished and successful coach is pretty amazing. Is, is it also uh, an op- is a feeling I have? Don't know it uh, that. Let's just imagine that you lost a game. Uh, it doesn't matter, regular season game, let's just say. No, mm-hmm. no. Uh, you lose a game, post-game, locker room. Well, as, you, as everybody, you know, you were with Chuck Daly. Yeah. You went through your share of win and losses. Sure. Uh, and uh, sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're, you're, you're calmer, and you take more time sometimes. But his message is always brief, concise, strong message, and then there's always an attention to people. You know, uh, yeah. I I I used to say as a joke, but it's not a joke. His great his great talent is that uh, every coach somehow uh, is mad at his, at his at his team for something. Uh, he's being mad lasts very little. The short the shortest span I've seen in any coach I've been around in my wow. life, which is great. That is because, key because after after the the moment that he's mad is over, he's already there is already there for him is is already thinking ahead uh planning uh how we come back how we can do better how you can be uh even better than how good you are now and showing love to the player and confidence and trust it's pretty amazing really Ray, my friend i can't even begin to thank you for uh, no, no, no. what you it's mean. It's been an honor. Me. It's uh, been an honor to talk to you, uh, as, as you know. I learn you know every better. time from you, and I, I always enjoy your great friend and great coach. You, you have all my respect. Well, thank you for taking time with me. Well, and I and I really look forward to seeing you uh, in July. God willing, that we're going to yes. all get together sure. at coaching you in sure. Vegas, and I'm going to watch those Spurs out there. Who's going to be coaching the <laughs> summer league team? Um, we haven't decided yet, so. Pop will announce soon. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> Applicants are coming in. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah exactly. Yeah. Applications. Well, in, no, I, and I can't wait to see you guys. And okay. uh, congrats on a great season again. And uh, 
you know. Thank you and, so much. And, Looking uh, forward as, to as seeing Pop you. As Pop would say, we're going to okay. toast and have a glass of wine for this year. For sure. Okay. For sure. Anyway, thank you. God bless, my friend. Take care. Bye bye. Take care.